Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. to the Junkyard Dogcast, everybody. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7 with me. Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell, also of Dogs 24-7. Got a full show, got a lot to talk about. Georgia's got a transfer, another transfer in the defensive backfield, a 2023 commitment. Uh, Georgia's ranked number one in 2023 and 2022 right now. And I uh, also want to get into kind of June. Uh, you know, we're, we're it's creeping up on us pretty quickly here. And uh, there's just a lot to talk about as far as, like, visits, unofficial, official. We're going to see what uh, Kip and Rusty have for us just in terms of, of, of what we expect to see in the month of June. And, Rusty, I always start out with you, man. And, and Brandon Turnage, Alabama transfer. Um, he, he's going to be a redshirt sophomore with four years to play, basically, because of the COVID year. And uh, this all happened pretty quickly. Can you kind of – you know, just tell us kind of what you know about the behind the scenes and, and, and Georgia's plans for him and where he fits. Certainly happened real quick. And I, you know, there's so many people that go into the portal now and see those day to day things. And we, you know, all three of us pay attention specifically to two key positions defensive back and wide receiver. And when Turnage went in, I saw it and just really didn't click with me and not thinking about, you know, Here's a guy that played in Alabama system. Here's a guy that Matt Luke uh, certainly recruited at Oxford, Alabama. I mean, at Oxford, Mississippi. Um, you know, and got down to I think Alabama and Ole Miss for him at coming out of high school. He's a top, was a top one twenty five player, I think, something like that in high school, and you know had size and worked out at camps. And I just really didn't. To be honest with you, just didn't do enough homework on it. And when I when I got some information, I thought, wait a minute, that they, they, this is serious. So I kept trying to update the board. I think Thursday night was the first time I think, and then Friday morning we came on and and said, hey, feel feel like this thing is really trending. And Jake, I probably called you. I let Kip have a Friday afternoon hydration uh, moment, and uh, I was on the road. So Jake, you handled it, and I said, we better get a piece together. I think this kid's going to Georgia, and maybe three hour, two hours later, he, you know, he verbally commits to Georgia. So. You know, that tells you as quick as he went in and as quick as Georgia got him, they had zero hesitation. I think this kid is a is a corner. I think he can play corner. I think he can be versatile, maybe move into some nickel at times. But if they're going to find the best place for him. But certainly I think he's going to get a shot at, um, you know, playing cornerback at Georgia with his size. And I think the bigger picture in all of this with everything – 
is with Alabama taking. I'm gonna say Henry T because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna butcher his name up a, a, a player of that caliber. But when they take it, when they're taking him, and Georgia takes Turnage, I think that both schools anticipate this SEC transfer rule to go through, meaning immediate M, uh, eligibility. So, you know, to me, there's a lot of things to look at this with Turnage as a player. There's also a bigger picture to see as far as where uh, these types of things can go. So. Try to work on today um, and early this week, finding out kind of where Georgia is. They got at least one, potentially two spots maybe left uh, for transfers. So this portal stuff, man, I know this. By June 30th, we're going to know who's who and who's where. There's going to be some rosters and key players that look different all over the country. Not trying to say Georgia, not trying to hint. I'm just thinking nationwide there is going to be some movement and it's going to happen uh, just about in the next six, about next five weeks. Yeah, and, and Rusty, I think it probably didn't click with you for the same reason it didn't click with me and probably a bunch of other people is, you know, when you start talking about Georgia transfer portal, they're looking for experience. They're looking for guys that have played winning football at a high level in, in Power 5, or maybe even not Power 5, maybe a guy that, that has just been super productive, maybe even at a group of five school. And – Turnage hasn't done that. I mean, I think he's played, you know, uh, somewhere around a dozen career snaps. He's appeared in three career games, has a pass breakup. Uh, so uh, to that end, my thinking was when I saw this, I was kind of like, all right, well, this doesn't really fit the bill of what you would expect Georgia to go after in the transfer portal. They've got bodies at cornerback, but they don't have experience at cornerback, and Turnage doesn't really bring a lot of that to you. But then there's another way you look at this, and it's the fact that, like you mentioned, he can play cornerback. He's played safety at Alabama. Um, he could fit in your nickel package. He can fit in the dime package as the sixth defensive back. So, on one hand, no, the experience isn't there. But, yes, he does check off a lot of boxes. And, and you know, kind of as I wrote on the impact analysis after all this went down, um, he can wear a lot of hats for you. And, and Georgia isn't – Listen, receiver is still a thing, and, and you know, maybe safety is not a thing anymore now that they've got a guy that's kind of multifaceted like this and has played safety in this system, a very similar system to what Georgia runs. Um, but when I, when I look at it, it, it's kind of one of those things that's like, okay, you know, cornerback is, is definitely the number one need for the transfer portal, but then you've also got to consider safety with Major Burns leaving because you got to have bodies at that position. You've also got to look at, you know, the, the star nickel positions. I mean, those are really, you know, huge and, and dime and you want competition there. And, uh, you know, receivers right there to me before this happened with safety. And then now you got a guy who you feel like, okay, he can go out there and compete for you at corner, but he's also repped a lot at safety. He's going to be very familiar with that. And maybe he can be your next man up there. Hey, let me cut into there. I agree with all that. Here's, here's something, too, I thought more about this weekend, thinking about it. This guy's been at Alabama. This guy has knows the practice pace. They get coached hard at Alabama the same way they get coached hard at Georgia. And, Jake, for two years now, who has this guy been covering in practice? I mean, a lot, a lot of first round dudes. He's been getting reps against the elite of elite at wide receivers. So Georgia knows this guy's coming in. No, he doesn't have the, the game experience but he has the practice experience. He knows what to expect, and he is winning against the best at that position. No question. I don't think anybody is going to argue what Alabama's done the last two years at wide receivers. So, you know, there's a lot to him. 
And I think those reasons are the ones that Georgia jumped on. They're not going to have to, quote, unquote, train him. They're going to plug him in and see what he's got because this guy has everything else checked off, just needs to get a few game reps. But everything else leading into that, this is not a true freshman. This isn't a young kid. This isn't a freshman. This is a seasoned practice in, uh, you know, heavily uh, coached environment he's coming from. A lot of expectations there, obviously. Same thing at Georgia. So there's a lot to, to check off there. And I thought about it more this weekend. Should have really dug into and thought about it quicker. On my end. Yeah, what, what, what's your overall thoughts on this edition? What do you like about it? What do you question about it? Well, I know, you know, a lot of eyebrows are raised just because it's not a guy like when Tyke Smith is coming in, you know, everyone's like, well, Georgia just added an All-American after losing Tyreek Stevenson. Like, they may not have upgraded at that position at star, but it's still possible they get better production from him then maybe Tyreek would have brought to the position this season. So that that was a no-brainer. You know, this one, a little different because, like you said, everyone's been talking about experience. But, I mean, you look at Georgia's secondary last year, you know, Brandon would have had a tough time seeing the field last year just in Georgia's secondary. You look having four guys drafted out of that secondary and, and, and seeing the, the talent they had there. I mean, that's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes guys have to wait, you know, until it's their turn because they have more experienced players ahead of them. I mean, you just look at Alabama. It's not just the fact that you have Josh Job and Jalen Armour Davis there. You have, you know, uh, McKinstry there at Alabama as well. They just had Patrick Sertain drafted in the top ten of the draft. And then the year before, you have Trevon Diggs and Xavier McKinney. So in the secondary, getting drafted early out of Alabama, it's just a position that, like, you know, they had a lot of depth at. And it, that's just the way it goes at certain positions. And so I think that while he doesn't have a lot of, you know, stats as far as being on the field, like you guys said, just being in the system multiple years and him being prepared in that aspect there's just going to be a less of a transition period for him. And I think that you just look at, you know, Georgia's cornerback situation. Everyone's excited about the young guys. You know, Kali Ringo, you really want to see what him and Jalen Kimber can do. But you also just don't want to go out there and have guys, you know, maybe who aren't ready for the big stage. You got Clemson coming up in game one. You want to be able to have some guys you can depend on. And they're going to find out real quick – you know, if Brandon can be one of those guys, but they also just have, you know, that knowledge that he knows what George is going to ask of him every day. Like you guys said, he's been battle tested. And I mean, I think he's a really good athlete and it brings a lot to the table as far as just his overall size and athleticism. I think I think that you can get multiple years of contributions from him and, and that's really what you want out of a roster spot. You can't really until the NCAA changes this initial counter rule, if you're going to have a guy on campus multiple years on scholarship, then you want him to be able to contribute in the two deep. And I really think that he has, you know, the capability to do that for Georgia. And the secondary, I mean, it, it looks a lot better than it did a month ago. I mean, that was the main question mark coming into spring. Georgia's secondary looks very green out there. And now – They've added an All-American at one position, and they got a guy who's got two years in Alabama assistant coming in who can help at cornerback. 
you know, help at safety if you need them to. You feel a little bit better going into the summer and fall camp knowing that you do have a couple guys coming in to help you out there. And, you know, maybe if if Nallon Green isn't ready, if Kamari Lasser isn't ready, you know, to be that that number two cornerback or, you know, number three cornerback, the next guy off the bench, then even if Brandon Turnage is not starting, you know, you can kind of depend on him to, to be that next man up in, in case somebody else uh, falters, gets hurt, anything like that. So I just think, you know, if you're Jamil Adai, you feel a lot better about the situation right now. And, I mean, this is a team with college football playoff aspirations, and this is the kind of move you have to make to shore up your, shore up your roster to make sure that you have as few question marks as possible just heading into fall camp. You know, a couple points I want to make here. Uh, one of them just kind of adding a layer to it. I'm glad you brought up uh, uh, Nyland Green and Kamari Lasseter there. Um, if you look at Georgia's cornerbacks, right, you got you got Amir Speeds, the only guy that's been around longer than a year, okay? And then you got Jalen Kimber, who doesn't really fit at, at a safety or a nickel spot. He's a little bit small. He, he's definitely a corner all the way. Um, but he's been on campus here. You got Darren Duran Branch, uh, who's who's still around. You know, some some you know chatter there that they're you know that he might be considering uh, moving on uh, to another place or, or another school or 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 you know the sport together. He's already kind of left the program once. But so you look at those guys and they're all so young and they're all like learning a position. Keely Ringo, you know, this spring was his first action with in, in pads and the rest of the guys are true freshmen, green and Lassiter are true freshmen. You don't really feel comfortable um, as, as comfortable as you would a guy like Turnage cross training those guys. You know, if you're trying to create some depth at safety or if you're trying to find a, a, a number two or a number three star, or you're trying to find a, a, a dime guy, uh, a guy that can play that money position in dime, you don't feel as good about cross-training those guys because, hey, they're trying to learn one position. They're trying to get there with one position. Well, this is a third-year guy here that you feel a lot more comfortable working him at multiple positions because you know that he's going to have a better knowledge of the defense and the knowledge of those positions. It's going to come quicker to him, uh, and, and he's going to be able to pick up on that stuff a lot faster. And he's also had plenty of time to learn uh, one position really well, and so you feel better about you know going multiple spots with that. The second point I want to make is this. Georgia fans should know more than anybody. And listen, I don't know how, Brandon, how good Brandon Turnage is going to be. Okay, he may never start a game for Georgia. He may not ever have a tackle. I really don't know. But Georgia fans should know better than anybody the margin of, of b- the between a guy, the difference between two players, the margin between a guy starting and a guy never really getting a starting opportunity is very, very small. And I say that to kind of go back to Turnage's time at Alabama. We don't know how close he was to, to winning a starting job or to getting a primary role, but we do know that Jawan Briscoe, started ahead of DeAndre Baker for a few games. And Kirby Smart said that one was razor thin. It was very close, and they went with Briscoe. Briscoe did not perform when the when the lights were on in, in, in Sanford Stadium or any other stadium, really. He struggled. DeAndre Baker takes over. The rest is history. He's a Jim Thorpe Award winner. Um, we saw the same thing happen with Eric Stokes and Tyson Campbell. Okay, and and both ended up being great players and high draft picks, but late, you know, in the 2020, I'm sorry, 2018 season, I guess it was, Tyson Campbell had started the first 10 game or nine games. In comes Eric Stokes in that Auburn game when Tyson Campbell struggled. He took over. He ended up being the higher draft pick and the better player. 
So at the college level, so, you know, the, the margin between these guys is very, very slim a lot of times. And that could be the case with turnage too. could be a guy that, Hey, we felt like this guy could play winning football, but maybe not quite as good as the guy in front of him. And I think that's something that, that everybody needs to consider here. If you're, if you're critical of it and listen, it, it's a little confusing and head scratching to me too, because you really do need the experience. But there are reasons to you know that, that you can look at here that make you understand it a little bit better, and and the the fact that he can do a lot of different things, and the fact that you we just don't know how close he was at Alabama to seeing the playing field and and playing more, I think are factors we have to kind of you know consider here. Uh, Rusty, is there anything as far as the portal goes? How would you expect? Let's say Georgia does have two more spots. Just a kind of a projection, kind of a feel here. What do you think Georgia does with those two spots? I mean, defensive backfield yes. for for yes. one of them for sure, yeah. right? Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm not the legal guy, so don't know. Um, I'll tell you this: if Darian Kendrick were to get, I don't want to say dropped or his charges lowered, I don't know all the specifics in that case. Okay, but I did talk to one source in South Carolina about two weeks ago that. It said he kind of thinks that, you know, maybe another individual in the car, whatever. I, I, I don't know. Okay, so I'm not going to start any rumors with that. But let me be clear. If this young man doesn't have those charges or they get lowered to a lesser charge, it would not surprise me to see Georgia continue to recruit him because – they were all in on him before this. I mean, this is an experienced guy. This is a big game guy. He has played in some national championships. He has played in big games. And, you know, he is what they're looking for at corner. Um, you know, they didn't have the best game against Ohio State. But, uh, you know, everybody has one of those. So, but I'll tell you this, without hesitation, if this young man is available to – go into the University of Georgia as a student athlete, they're going to recruit him. No question. But saying that, don't know if that's going to happen in a timely manner because, because like I said in the, in the Ask Rusky chat the other night, you know, these courts, they, 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 don't, they don't understand it. They don't, they're not operating off a timeline to get a kid into school and those types of things through a DA office or anything like that. So it's kind of hard to tell which way all that will go. Um, I still think they're going to have to take a DB, a corner. I still think they got to take another uh, guy, and it's going to have to be someone that either they feel 1,000% confident in or someone that's played uh, some some live rounds, some live games. And uh, wide receiver, I still think, uh, is a position I know they're, they're working hard at. Everybody brings up Eric Gilbert to me. And, you know, all I can say about Eric Gilbert is this. I called Terrence Edwards last week. We talked about the Washington County offensive tackle because he actually had saw him for the first time a couple of days before I saw him. We talked about Jermaine Burton and how good he was doing working out with him. We talked about some younger kids, and he said, oh, by the way, man, Eric is in a spot right now where I haven't seen him in a while. He's in a good spot, uh, really working hard with Terrence. And, um, you know, grade-wise – I think everybody understands he had some issues at LSU, didn't finish up some things. It really put him in a situation. Now, with it being a COVID year, a lot of stuff online, that kind of thing, there's a lot of there's a lot more uh, ability to recover stuff like that. Let me just put it to that way. 
uh, as far as, um, you know, this young man and becoming eligible. I know this. He is very, very focused right now. And Terrence spoke really high of him. I didn't ask Terrence, and if Terrence listens to this, he'll tell you, I did not ask him one time what he's going to do because I've, I've covered Eric Gilbert since the eighth grade. I know his mother uh, really well and just really trying to hope that he gets to the level of playing. Now, on the other side of that, I did talk to some people, and there's still people that think he's going to end up back at LSU, which is going to be the best opportunity for him to play immediately because it's school to school and he can, you know, uh, take some classes in their system, but I don't know. I don't know, but I know I can't answer that he's in a much better place than he was, you know, say December and January where there was some very concerning stuff, you know, being told to me about him. And this is a first round talent. Make no mistake about it. This is a first round NFL life changing money talent kid I've covered from, again, from the eighth grade. So I, no matter where he goes, I hope he gets to his potential. So that's where I'm at. I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, anybody that can tell me where he's going to go. And, you know, like I said, the two or three people that I did ask outside of Terrence uh, and people think he's going to end up back at LSU probably, but nobody would tell me it's a done deal. So that's kind of where we're at with him. Uh, I certainly think Georgia would take him in a heartbeat if that, if that were the opportunity. And I don't know if that's the opportunity right now. So, there's still a lot of ifs and buts. I'm going to be real careful with Eric Gilbert because this guy on the board drives many, many threads, and I want to be real upfront with the information uh, that I give on him, and that's that's that I don't know right now, but I can't answer that he's in a much better place, and that you as a college football fan uh, should cheer on this kid and, and hope that he we get to see him back on Saturdays playing for someone because he is a rare, rare talent. Kip, piggybacking off those comments before we go to a break here, one spot left, hypothetical, one spot left. What are you going with, cornerback, defensive back, or or uh, wide receiver? I'm real tempted to say wide receiver because it's obvious that, you know, there's a big hole as far as production's concerned with, with Pickens being down and, and not knowing if, you know, if he's going to be able to to play this season or if he will play this season again for Georgia. But if there's a cover corner out there, yeah. I mean, I use that spot uh, on that, no questions asked, just because Georgia's got some, some young guys at wide receiver, I think, that can step up. And we obviously saw during the G-Day scrimmage that, you know, A.D. Mitchell potentially could be a guy that really helps them this year. A cornerback, I just if there's a, a guy that you already know is gonna come in and, and bring high level play, be a cover corner for you, you bring him in without hesitation. So I, that's just such a tough spot to to really, you know, put a, a, a high caliber level of play out there. It's just that's the cornerback position is just really tough to evaluate and you know, even tougher to to get uh, you know, elite play at. I think that Georgia's secondary last year, we, we talked about how talented they were. This secondary right now, very talented, but also just very inexperienced. And I, I think if, if you're able to add a guy that can step right in, you, you do that, no questions asked. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that too. Let's jump into a break here real quick. And uh, Rusty and Kip are going to go uh, stretch and warm up here a little bit so they can flex their recruiting muscle on the other side of the break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, guys, Georgia gets a commitment, a 2023 kid, a legacy, Marcus Washington Jr. Rusty, tell me what you know about him. I know you you had him in camp, is that right? Yeah, Dad. I mean, our good friend Chad Simmons, we both know, uh, we all know well, come up to me that morning. We had a camp down at McEachern, uh, I think about three weeks ago, and he, uh, we were talking about certain kids, and he goes, hey, there, this kid right here, not many people know about him. He's got some offers, and uh, just kind of pointed him out to me in the middle of the day, in the middle of the morning. Craziness, you know, it takes a lot to run a camp like that. So I remember getting back down to the field as I did the one-on-ones with the DBs, and everybody was telling me, hey, this kid right here is really good, this six-one corner. So I go over there and look, and then I find out it's Marcus Washington Jr., and he had a really good day. And I'm thinking, then this kid's long. I wonder if he tested well. So I don't get the results until about a day and a half later, like everyone else, all the kids. And um, I uh, I was floored, to be honest with you, because we had uh, 1,215 kids, I believe, where we are, 1,215 kids. And he was the only kid in the state of Georgia that has ran sub four five on the laser ran four four six. Well, I thought, man, that's freaky. And so I saw him last week, not this past weekend, the weekend before last at the state six, a sectionals in Rome. And I watched him run against Isaiah bond and KJ Bolden, the 2024 out of Buford in the hundred. And I believe he ran 10, seven, six. So he backed up that four, four with the 10, seven, as a sophomore and you know what I saw on the field that day, this is a football player that can run track. It was a no brainer for Georgia. And I just think getting a legacy, you saw the tweet he put out, Hey, I'm recruiting for Georgia. I'm not messing around. Uh, but there's not many six, uh, one guys that are legit four, four. So he, he will be a guy that will skyrocket in the rankings uh, as everybody gets to meet him this time next year, he'll be, in my opinion, he'll be a very, very highly ranked, uh, you know, defensive back uh, University of Georgia commit because this kid was impressive. And both times I've seen him, very good kid, uh, very, very, um, you know, humble seems. And uh, just really, you know, he talked to me about Alabama and Florida State and all those schools were really starting trying to get him on campus. And I think when he thought about it more and looked at his schedule, he's like, you know what, I know where I want to go. Um, you know, my dad played at Georgia. He said he's been going to Georgia games for as long as he could remember. Uh, it was just time to commit, and and it was a big, big gift for Georgia. 
I always think it's cool when when uh, you see a legacy. Obviously, his father was Marcus Washington and and uh, is Marcus or Marcus Washington. I'm sorry, and uh, you know played at Georgia. Uh, was a high you know profile recruit, if I remember correctly. It was a little bit before my time. Um, but but a really you know high profile recruit, a, a four star guy, um, good football player. Things didn't really pan out uh, the way you know people like, I think expected him to at Georgia. But I'm always intrigued when a, when a guy plays a different position than you know when you when you get a quarterback and then like Mike Bobo and Drew Bobo. You know Mike was a was a uh, quarterback and then Drew's an offensive lineman. I I like it when they play different positions and uh you know this is a this is a really cool one because I think it makes us all feel a little bit old, you know, because you know Marcus Washington it wasn't that long ago, but then you know here he comes and and Kip, I'm pretty sure you probably remember cover covering Marcus Washington or was that before your time? It was right before I started doing this, but uh, I still remember uh, him being interviewed at Georgia. I think that's 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 way back in the day. I think he got hurt right before, right after he got to Georgia early on in 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 camp when he was there. had had a knee injury, but um, I mean, I remember Chad talking to me uh, uh, about Marcus Washington uh, right when I first started, and he was like, you know, the, he's a great athlete. We'll see how it goes. Hey, can you go interview uh, this guy over at Brookwood? And it was Rennie Curran. And that was my first interview, uh, I believe, uh, in this industry. And just, yeah, that's the crazy part. I mean, I remember when Marcus Washington, you know, announced his commitment. I remember whenever he signed and he had Marcus Jr. right there with him when he signed with Georgia. Like I said, that was right before I started doing this, but I still remember seeing it and and talking to Chad about him. So it it is very surreal just to to kind of see this come full circle and and know that uh, this definitely ages all of us and <laughs> put it allows me to know that I, I've been doing this long enough to where I, I could see someone's kid uh, grow up and and become a recruit. So it is very neat in that sense. And I'm sure that for that family, it's got to be just, you know, uh, cloud nine for them over the over this past, you know, past week, past couple of days, just to kind of, you know, continue that legacy, you know, proud dad and, and obviously a, a son that's trying to uh, to continue that, you know, that name and and make a legacy for himself at the same time. So and I mean, just watching the film. Uh, I think he's got a chance to make a name for himself. I think he's in a he plays a lot of positions uh, for Grove Town. I think uh, not just cornerback, safety, but but also, you know, in the return game. I was real impressed by by what he, you know I saw from him on film in the return game, and obviously with with Rusty talking about the the speed that he brings to the table. I think it's a good pickup. We're talking about the cornerback position a lot in this pod, and. You know, you, you could always use guys to help out there. I think he's a guy that can that can stay outside and play out there and 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 give Georgia help at, at, at multiple levels, special teams and in the secondary. So, uh, as we uh, Jake and I both kind of pointed out in the site, you know, Georgia having the number one class in 2022 and 2023 right now is, is just kind of uh, I guess neat and and positive for the future of Georgia football. And I think that. Marcus Washington Jr. is a big pickup and a guy that we're going to see uh, when he gets his initial rankings on 24-7 sports, uh, you know, is considered one of the, the better players in the country right now. 
Man, I'm I'm sitting here and I just looked up the recruiting class. You know, uh, Marcus Washington committed to Georgia in May, uh, May the seventh of uh, two thousand and four, and I'm looking at this class, man. And Trey Blackman, Kyle Moore, James Davis, uh, Darius Dewberry was in that class. Brandon, this was all the way back in the countdown to signing day days, and I remember that because you know, Brandon Cisse and, uh, and Roderick Battle committed to Georgia on countdown to signing day with Jamie Newberg. I, it's just, a, it's amazing what a different recruiting world we're in, like what's the same and what's different. Um, you know, just going through this list of, uh, of, of guys in the, in the uh, state of Georgia, Jared Cook was in that same class. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, Jared Cook still, you know, still going strong in the NFL as far as I know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool to kind of see. Was that the uh, Thomas you know, Brown class? Uh, I don't think so. No, maybe. No, he he signed in the 2005 class, right? Uh, for some reason, I thought he and Charles Johnson and Brandon Sutherland were 2004, but you might be right. Well, I don't think they can be 2004. The reason I say that is because I know those both of those guys were studs, and and I'm looking through the 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 list of you know top 40 in-state prospects for that year, and I don't see them on there. So. Uh, I just yeah I, I don't know man it just that doesn't seem like it was 16 17 years ago uh but but I guess it is and uh, it's really cool that Kip that you remember when he signed with Georgia having uh having this uh, having Georgia's newest commitment for the 2023 class right by his side and 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 to know that now he's you know he's 16 17 years old and and getting ready to to you know, take his uh, football career to the next level. I guess getting ready to enter his junior season of uh, high school ball. Let's jump into June, guys, and and we're a couple weeks away here. I guess about yeah, you know, two weeks away to the end of the month. And Rusty, it certainly seems like the month of June is going to be on fire, and it's going to be on fire everywhere. Is there any way to do it justice? Is there any way to truly understand how crazy things are about to get? And because you know these coaches and these players, in their own way, are just kind of stir crazy right now. They're ready to go. Uh, unfortunately for me and Kip, we're going to be trying to get kids on the phone that that aren't ready to do interviews on Sunday afternoons. We'll probably get a, a few of that first week, but I can't even imagine by week three trying to call these kids because I don't know that it's ever being you know like. You know, you go back to December and January. You know, we'll have to go back many, many years where you used to do those Januaries that have about seven or eight or nine official visits every weekend. Well, Georgia looks like they're going to do three of the four weekends with large groups. I think they got one or two maybe that last weekend. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be we're going to do everything we can um i think june's going to be a crazy crazy month with information everywhere so we're going to do everything we can one thing uh, you know i'll go ahead and give you an answer for one thing one thing i'm you know very interested in is this official visit of evan stewart this is one of the fastest players in the country out of frisco texas uh this is a young man it's a top 40 player in the country george has been on for a while uh, got some connections to the state of Georgia. Got some relatives that live here. So uh, he'll be here on June the 18th. So Georgia, get him then. And uh, this is a guy that I think that Georgia, this is this is a difference maker. The, you want somebody, they, they got some really good players. I saw the nine-line more set practice last week, and I'll be honest with you, I was very impressed. He is a very polished route runner. The best thing I liked about him is the defensive groups went – um, they did offensive team period, 
go through everything. Then they do defense for a while. So kind of the offensive guys just kind of stood on the side. Well, the nylon more set went over and he ran some of the DBs. And when he wasn't running with the DBs, he was with the young wide receivers on the sidelines, teaching them footwork, teaching them how to get off coverage, not just for five minutes, for 40 minutes. So that tells you a lot about that young man uh, and where he's going and, and his work ethic as well. But Evan Stewart is a guy that I think Georgia fans have circled for a while. They know after facing Alabama the last couple of years, you better have some guys that can roll. And Evan Stewart is one of the top targets remaining in, in, in the country with verified track times and uh, football. So a lot of stuff to watch. going to be a wild June. I know Kip is so looking forward to it. Palmer, my man, we're going to we're going to break Palmer in a little bit in June. So I hope he's enjoying a few few more days off. So we're going to blow out the coverage. Information is going to be everywhere. It's going to be a wild, wild June, unlike anything we've ever covered. Yeah, I yeah, I know it is because, like, I, I it's not even my my thing anymore. I don't cover recruiting anymore. I mean, I'll call guys. I'll do whatever you guys ask me to as far as that regards. But it's not something I, I do normally. But just looking at Twitter every day and seeing this guy confirmed to this place, this guy confirmed to this place. Here's who, you know, this guy's lays out who he's visiting um, in the month. of It's going to be wild. And, and it's almost like, it's almost one of these things where, you know, some things are going to get mixed up. You know, some name tags are going to, you know, you know, get lost. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be wild. And, and I think everybody kind of has to know it. And you just hope if, if you're a staff, uh, that you don't end up making that big mistake and forgetting who's coming and who's going. And uh, all of these big recruiting staffs are going to earn, you know, are going to prove their worth um, now because, I mean, we've well over a year since the guy's been able to visit campus and be hosted by the actual school and, um, you know, the camps and everything like that. It, it's cool to see it kind of coming back to normal. I mean, we get to take our masks off now. Um, for the per the CDC and 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 that was kind of a good little line in the sand for us and now we're going to get recruiting back which is uh, an even more pronounced line in the sand I think for normalcy uh, for all of us and and that's going to be really cool Kip is there one thing that or one guy that that you're watching to keep an eye on I'm gonna ask Rusty this too but one guy that Georgia really needs to get on campus in your opinion I think. It, it is kind of uh, crazy that we're talking about this. This feels like December. Uh, we're preparing for – this is the calm before the storm, the chaos, and all these official visits. I mean, we're going to have double-digit – I mean, we'll probably have 20 official visitors for Georgia next month, if not if not more. And, and to have that happen in June in itself is just – I mean, I know it's exciting for recruiting fans, and it's just exciting for everyone just to kind of get back into things. and 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 cover visits but i i think it's going to be chaos so as far as a general thing i'm looking for i want to see schools re, you know reacting and finding out that one of their commitments is visiting another program because you know that georgia included they're working behind the scenes to get guys on campus that are committed to other programs when you haven't had any visitors on campus in well over a year you're trying to sell your program to guys who are committed to other places and you're telling them you may have, you know, you made that early decision, that verbal commitment, but you haven't even seen our campus yet. You haven't met with us. Just come here and give us a chance. And there are guys who are going to do that. High profile guys committed to other places. And so that's something I'm looking for, you know, just to, to watch and see how that unfolds overall. And, and just with Georgia's commitment group too. Like I said, it's the number one class in the country. So you think 
You think maybe some other programs are trying to get Georgia commitments on campus? Uh, I'm pretty sure. So if there if there's a guy I'm watching for for Georgia's class, I'm gonna see what happens with Bear Alexander. That's a guy they need to get on campus again as many times as they can. An out of state guy, a five star guy, you know, in the state of Texas. You you have you know obviously in state programs there like Texas A and M. They're trying to get Bear Alexander on campus and, and try to get him to stay home. Well, Georgia probably could get you know they could do well to get him back on campus just to you know reaffirm what he liked about Athens what he liked overall about the Georgia program so you know that's kind of a guy I'm watching but for Georgia I don't want to see what they do with the wide receiver position they got a guy committed already as Rusty mentioned in denial and Morissette but you know getting Kojo uh on campus getting a guy like Evan Stewart on campus uh, June 18th. I think that's a big official visit, a guy with speed that, that you know, obviously everyone in the country is trying to get since he decommitted from Texas uh, out of Liberty High School out there. Uh, that's a recruit that Georgia could really, really do well to impress and, and make a move in his recruitment. Rusty, who do you think Georgia needs to get on campus? What's the one guy? Probably, probably shouldn't say the, the one I'm thinking of right now. Um, I've kind of hinted at the board that there's at least one high-profile kid that Georgia, let me just say, is recruiting really, really hard. There's a lot of communication between this young man and the University of Georgia. Right now, he is scheduled to take a visit to Georgia. Uh, It will not be the first weekend, so nobody asked. So if and when he comes to campus – I'm certain someone will see him, and, and that will be a, a different story. So, I'm I'm going to go the secret route this time. And again, if he doesn't, and if he winds up sticking with his school, I, I'll you know as as we go back to National Signing Day, I do behind the scenes. I'll definitely let you know who it was. I don't want to call the young man out. Uh, it's not his business right now until he signs. But uh, th- there is some some strong stuff that I'm hearing. He may have already have been to campus and checked it out himself. So we'll see how things go. I think Georgia fans will be excited about this one, uh, specifically at the position. So it's going to be a wild June, Jake. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. And I feel confident in saying this. Dogs 24-7 is where you're going to want to be for your recruiting news when it all goes down because these two guys are the best in the business. I'll say it today and tomorrow and for a long time because they do a better job than anybody else of, of, you know, getting the behind-the-scenes stuff and, and getting in touch with the guys and getting information on the guys. They can't get in touch with the guys. It's it's going to be wild. It's going to be fun. And and Dogs 24-7 is where you're going to want to be. So if you want to keep up recruiting, come over and check us out. I think you can get a year-long uh, you can get a year long membership right now for 30% off. Great time to do that. Um, but that's all we've got for this show. Uh, we'll be back with you later on and and ho- hopefully have a little bit more of a June preview. God knows what can happen in a week as far as what guys are going to visit. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring more to you then. But for now, that's all we have. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. They're Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell from the same place. You guys take it easy.
was a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.